Time to catch up now with uh, Iron Duke Partners, Phil O'Reilly, talk a little bit of uh, business. Make any money on the Melbourne Cup yesterday, Phil? Mate, I had, I, my, my horses are still running off, right? So, uh, yeah, I, well, I, was in the, I was in the sweep at the Australian High Commission last night, and uh, even, even if you won, I think you got your money back. So it was all for charity. It's good fun. Yeah, absolutely. All righty, let's uh, start off first. Uh, no... Uh, no news on coalition negotiations. I mean, what's going on? No publicity. When will it end? What the hell? Yeah, there's quite an interesting uh, piece to all of this. The the um, the Germans actually take months. The, the Germans are the only other country in the world with MMP like we have, and they take months, literally months, to form a government. Mm-hmm. They're a much bigger country, much more complicated. But it gives you some idea that the system that we all voted for does lead to this kind of outcome. Why are they not talking to the media? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons, actually. These are personal thoughts about this. One is... I don't think they, they feel as though they owe the media or anything. I think they feel as though the media was really opposed to them during the election campaign. Uh, that the media, if, if they do talk, will simply, the only winners out of that will be the media because the media will try and sow division immediately amongst the, amongst the coalition. So, of course, Luxon himself is a private sector guy. He's used to negotiating privately. So, you know, my sense is that's why they're not talking to the media. When will it get done? I, you know, I think, I look at that APEC meeting happening. I'm going off to it um, on Sunday. You could still leave on sort of Tuesday, probably, and make it. So I think that's the timeline for everybody to look at because that APEC meeting is very important. Uh, that G probably going to be there, Biden, and so on. So I think it could well get done this week, uh, but uh, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't guarantee it. And, and I don't know about you, Brian, but I'm actually quite enjoying no government. It's great <laughs> not having these politicians tell me all about themselves every day, and we can get on and actually run businesses. And you know, Italy seems to do this for years without a government. So uh, Belgium's done it for years without a government. So. You know, it's, it's uh, you know it's a bit refreshing for a while. They can get back to their work eventually. I guess so. Is it important for Chris Luxon to be at that APEC meeting? I think it is. I mean, it's, it's, of course, if the coalition negotiations aren't done for some reason, he won't be there. But you know, that's a once that's a once opportunity to really get in, uh, get engaged and shake hands with. You know, you've got Japan, Korea, Australia, Singapore, US, probably China. Representatives of Russia will be there. Plus all of the Canada, of course plus all of those Latin countries, the Latin American countries. So and I recall actually Jacinda Ardern going to her first one uh, in Vietnam when I was when I was there as well. And, and you could see her growing by the minute into the whole thing because that was a uh, you know, huge opportunity to shake a lot of hands all at once. So it is quite important right. that we're there in order to, um, to insert ourselves. But of course, if he doesn't have the negotiations finished, he can't go. Yeah. All right. Um, I want to talk about a number of companies reporting results now and some very interesting results for, for Freightways, Alliance, as well as Westpac. Uh, talk us yep. through them. Actually, well, the, the one I was going to talk about was Main Freight, which was, you know, one of the biggest, one of the darlings of the stock market. And, uh, you know, most KiwiSaver accounts will have a bit of Main Freight in them, I suspect. And they were saying that they this is a $6 billion company. Uh, they were saying that their 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 uh, profit in the next six months might be down a billion dollars. You know, their their I suppose say turnover. She was going to be down a billion dollars in the oh. next six months, and then that's absolutely huge. When I saw that headline, I said, "Wow, that's a big number." And of course, what they're blaming is is China, and that's not a million miles away from the from the announcements made by Alliance this week. Uh, you know, which is the meat company that uh, a number of listeners will be mm. engaged with, saying they're going to have their worst year in the last ten. And that's another. Simply an extraordinary thing to say, uh, and all based once again on weakness in markets. There's some differences. Main freight saying it's got to do with destocking, it's got to do with the nature of supply chains these days, but also weakness in the Chinese market, particularly timber and lumber. And of course, with the with the alliance guys, rather the same thing. But once again, I think weakness in China won't be helping them red meat market there uh, and uh, and elsewhere. Of course, as the as the global economy continues to unfold from 
from COVID. So those are really pretty ugly sort of numbers and demonstrate just how much the economy had slowed down and was slowing down before the election and, and remains in some trouble. But then you look at the Westpac result, the first of the big four Aussie banks to um, to report, and what they were saying was though their profits are down and their costs are up, the thing that I really focused on there was what's mortgage stress looking like? What's happening there? Are we seeing lots of businesses default? Are we seeing mortgage holders run out of their homes? And the answer is no. And that demonstrates, I think, the strength of our banking system. You can argue all you like about how expensive it is, and I'd agree with you, but the fact is that it does keep us safe a little bit. And the fact that Westpac's been working so hard with those people suffering mortgage stress, credit card stress, business loan stress, and, and you're not seeing the carnage of a slowing down economy and people being put out of their houses and shut out of their businesses. I think that's actually a credit to them and to the banking system in New Zealand. So the message I got out of last week's results was, look, gee, some tough times for our primary producers and um, and logistics businesses. But, you know, I think average New Zealanders are being shielded a bit from it by the actions of the banks. Phil, great to catch up, mate. Have a great week, and we'll talk again next week. Thanks, BK. Phil O'Reilly uh, joining us out of Iron Duke Partners, always uh, with valuable advice. 90% of parenting is just thinking about when you can have a break. And when you do take a break, enjoy the Parenting Hangover podcast. They go together like a tutu and jandals. We've said from the get-go, we ain't parenting experts. No. But it's cool to hear, what is your neighbour doing? What do they say? A problem shared is a problem halved. Oh, that's good. Not that my children are problems. Or a but. I feel better talking about it. The Parenting Hangover with Clinton Jordan. New episodes every Thursday on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.